So I'm going to do an analysis of The Giver by Lois Lowry. This book is probably one of the best kids books ever. And the reason for this, and it's got an incredible metaphor, but the reason for this is because at the beginning of the book, it communicates some very, very profound peace. Like you, you just get the sense of peace. It's a great peace. It's, and you think to yourself, this is really nice. Like you have that age development of childhood. You have those landmarks, like it's very orderly. And you start thinking to yourself, this is really kind of cool. And then you start realizing it's not. So, like, at the end of the book, obviously, it descends into infanticide and assisted suicide, which is an issue currently being debated right now. You'd think, why would this be debated? It's legal in Canada, and, and there's ethicists in Yale trying to make infanticide legal in this country. This is real people. Why do they want this? Like, why do people want these things to be legal? It's hard to say why they want these things to be legal. It really is. But I think the giver is a kind of window into this like really dystopian world that's kind of feels good and this is different than Aldous Huxley's Brave New World where you don't really get this feeling of good or purpose but in The Giver you get this really platonic sense of purpose like this real platonic sense of belonging which is weird that it does that because like that's one of the eerie things about it is that you really think to yourself at the beginning of the book I really like to live here until you start realizing I really wouldn't want to live here because it's something not right about the way this society works. And I think it's one of the few dystopians to actually do that. Most dystopians, you know the dystopia is bad. In The Giver, you don't until you come face to face with the realities of what this civilization is doing. Now, it also doubles as a metaphor for the innocence of childhood and then coming into adulthood. The fact that this safe world, and, and To Kill a Mockingbird does this too, it touches on his theme, and so does Huckleberry Finn. The safe world that you are surrounded with as a child gets touched touched by the evil in the world. Now, obviously, the evil in The Giver is a specific kind of evil, but even today, we get touched by this evil, and I think, like, a lot of children are unable to deal with it, which is one of the reasons why I like to kill a mockingbird, is because it's, like, kind of, like, coming to deal with that fact that the world's not perfect. And The Giver is an exceptional circumstance, because the world really isn't perfect. It's, it's horrible. It's, like, it, it feels good, but it's a horrible world versus this world in the real world where children and, and youths they encounter concepts such as slavery, racism, rape, murder, crime. To a certain sense, if you're studying philosophy, you, you come across some pretty strange evils that people have done throughout the world, like gladiatorial games, infant sacrifice, cannibalism. You come to this understanding that the giver is realistic because societies can and do do this. In Rome, it was perfectly legal for a man to rape a woman if she was a lower status than he was. They just gave you that permission because I, I guess the person was less than you, so that gave you the permission to use their body in a way that you wanted. And of course, we today know that's wrong. We know that there's something inherently evil about that, but it's just the fact that, and the giver is about this, is like, what we view as true, it needs to come through the lens 
lens of just basically understanding and experiencing the past, which is one of the reasons why literature is so important. We experience through Ovid, we experience through Augustine, we experience through Caxton, we experience through The Wizard of Oz, we experience through John Carter of Mars, we experience through even Sapiens. People will read that probably if if the world still exists a hundred years from now and they'll probably be thinking wow these people were nuts but it's like people read these things and they're they're little bits of truth that capture the way a society is and it's important that we have this collection of in this body of work and it's important that we also have it in other cultures like I, I like all world literature histories of China and histories of America before colonization are just as interesting to me as western history but I might be unique there like I to me, like all history is really important, and it's important that we get a uh, understanding of it, which is one of the reasons why I love archaeology and comparing it to literature. But which you can do with the Bible, and it actually turns out the Bible is 100% true. But like getting back to this, it's like we can see in societies, we can see in societies that things go wrong, and and, and sometimes those things can seem good. Like in Rome during Augustus, things seemed really good. Like under Augustus, things were good. They were really good, but they were unlawful and this is one of the reasons why i'm very careful about accepting moral relativism as a premise of truth is because while we in this culture like to believe that people have it together and they've had throughout all of history that's not true it is true that there is a general predominant strain of truth that people naturally follow that's what the bible is written to describe is that moral truth both the good and the bad i mean the old testament's the violent part of us that is like one to get back at the the bad guy and, and get justice whereas the new testament is like grace and, and covering that part of us that did wrong which is one of the reasons why the old testament's so violent but it's like that part of us is in us that real retributive justice is in us that old testament law is written inside of us but so is when it's on us when we are the ones at fault we also want mercy and that law is very true it's universal this is why all the different religions are very much similar to one another not always uh the pagan religions are very different very very different but it's like there is an overreaching truth and philosophers and religious sages and alike have been discovering it for a long time but in the giver it, this stuff can go wrong and it, it can feel good when it goes wrong and that's the important thing to understand is that it can feel good even though this very evil thing is existing and that's one of the most important concepts to really wrestle with is that a thing that feels good it can feel really good could be the absolute evilest thing you can imagine and and that's something that we have to wrestle with as a culture is that like the idea that people are naturally born knowing right from wrong they are but they can also very easily as it is we have peter singer a famous ethicist saying infanticide is ethical we can get away from that which is like very important that we understand this before we make a mistake because I think the world we came from though messy at times it was better than where we're heading which like this like hyper organized society where we strip from ourselves our knowledge of the past and we strip from ourselves our history and we strip from ourselves all the bad emotions and all the toxicities and all the experience of life such as family it's not good because even though it feels good it's still very not good.